Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, thank you for spending time with me here today. This week's episode is being sponsored by Peter and Elsa Din, who live in the Netherlands, in honor and memory of their daughter, Hannah Abigail. Elsa shares with us, Our beautiful gift was born on November 12, 2020, in Almere, the Netherlands. Hannah Abigail means grace of God, a beauty that brings joy. At around 19 months old, little Hannah suffered from HLH, an extremely rare immunodeficiency caused by chronic active Epstein-Barr virus, also called CAEBV, infection. Hannah battled the disease very bravely and eventually left this earth two months later. Hannah's sweet smile, cheerfulness, strong will, short temper, loud voice, and braveness will be forever missed and cherished. Her short yet precious life has been an immense inspiration, and we are very honored and grateful for the 21 months and seven days we got to spend with our little sunshine. In loving memory and honor of our beloved daughter and little sister, Peter, Uni, and I launched Loved and Lost, a web shop selling sympathy and encouragement cards. May Hannah's legacy live on, and may the words help to comfort those walking the painful journey of grief. Thank you, Peter and Elsa and Uni, for sponsoring today's podcast episode. I want to add that if you would like to see these cards, you can check out the website at loved-lost.com, and I will put a link to that in the show notes. Now, today's episode will be just a bit different. I am going to talk about Advent. I know we're all thinking about the holidays, and we can't help but think of Christmas because we are already surrounded by it in almost every store we walk into. The first thing I want to say is that I know some of you think you will never celebrate Christmas again. You don't want anything to do with it, and I get it. If that's where you are, I hope you stick with me here today and listen in because it probably won't always be like this. And you may be thinking, that might be true for you, Laura, but it won't be for me. I know this because I have been told this by so many perivers. And those same perivers, most of them are now celebrating Christmas. Maybe not all out like they used to, but in some way, they are participating again. I want you to hear from one of those perivers who struggled greatly with Christmas after her daughter and only child died, which is my friend Sarah Nelson. Now, if I remember correctly, the first year or two, she did nothing. The first time she tried to put up her tree a few years into, you know, after the death of her daughter, that's as far as she got. And if it wasn't her, it was someone else, but they came over the next year and they put the ornaments on the tree for her. Isn't that great? Maybe that's something you want to consider. You just can't get out those ornaments and deal with handling them and putting them on the tree. The memories are just too painful, but 
maybe you at least want to see them. And so you might have some friends that would come over and put things up for you. So recently, I posted on Facebook a meme, which was a picture of a big, large, inflatable turkey in someone's yard. And that turkey was sitting on a big, inflatable Santa that was laying on the ground. And the turkey was holding a sign, and it said something like, wait for your turn, fat man. And then a couple of days later, Sarah posted something that I want to read because I know it's really going to resonate with some of you. And she did give me permission to share this with you. She says, it's the first week of November and my Christmas tree is up. Let me tell you why. It's the time of year when I spend a lot of nights tossing and turning, weighing options of what we're going to do to get through the next eight weeks or so. Every year, I contemplate ignoring it all. If you know me, you understand. And yet, I hesitate to mention it because I don't want to sound like, oh, poor me. That's not it at all. And if you stop there, you're missing the whole point. The point being that a lot of people struggle for a lot of different reasons with how to get through these next several weeks. There's no one-size-fits-every-year plan. Every year is a fresh challenge to figure out how to handle it this time around. I don't always, and I probably won't always, decorate for Christmas early, but I have discovered reasons why it works for me. The colorful lights and decorations do lift my spirits at a time when I'm carrying a heavier emotional load than most other months of the year. It can be a huge drain on my energy. Decorating for Christmas is a lot of work, so spreading it out is a sensible plan. It makes December a good bit easier. Plus, it lengthens the time between the work of packing it all away. I know I don't speak for everyone who decorates early, obviously, but maybe this is something you haven't considered. You may not know the whole story. People have reasons for putting up their Christmas tree and decorations early. We're not rushing the season. We're not trying to push Thanksgiving out of the way. Appreciate the fact that we haven't chosen to become Grinches and Scrooges and stop celebrating the holidays altogether. We're doing what helps us get through a difficult time. So please don't bash people who start Christmas in November. We have our reasons. Be thankful you don't have our reasons. Isn't that good? I think you can probably relate to that, like I said. And I'm going to put a link to Sarah's post in the show notes in case you want to share it with others. I still think that stores don't need to start shoving Christmas at us by the middle of October or earlier, but this is really valid, and this is a whole nother view that I know we understand and can appreciate. Back in 1985, my Christmas season was spent with a newborn son. He was two months old. He was born in September, and a three-year-old daughter who had just had her leg amputated on November 5th, and she was going through chemotherapy. That was a lot. <laughs> and 26 years later, my Christmas was spent in suffocating darkness, having recently buried that same daughter in October, who died from heart damage caused by the chemo when she was three. I know how difficult the holiday season can be for those of us who've lost a child. I also know 
that within that suffocating darkness, God will always give hope to those who are willing to look for it. When we face the death of our child, it can feel impossible to believe that God is for us or he is with us. There are so many unanswered questions, and a lot of those questions start with why, don't they? The end of the year holiday, this season can amplify all of that, especially the questions and the pain. And there are still times I have to stop and cry, and sometimes it can be with intense sobs. But no matter how much pain I'm in, somehow I just, I know in me that God is the only one who can truly help me. Now, a few years ago, right before Thanksgiving, I was before the Lord in a time of prayer, and the words, Emmanuel, God with us, hit my spirit with almost an explosion. And I cried out, telling the Lord that I want him to be with me every day of this next month. I want to feel him. I want to know his peace in a very tangible way. I need that. And I suddenly had a picture of our Advent wreath. As our children grew up for a few years, we did an Advent wreath to help us focus or refocus really from the commercialism and the frazzled busyness of the season to Jesus. And the thought came to me to have my own Advent time with the Lord each night during the Christmas season, pulling out that Advent wreath and the candles based on the symbolism of hope, love, joy, and peace that we have through Jesus, who is Emmanuel, God with us. I wanted to have a a time where I specifically focus on who he is within the pain of the loss of my daughter. I decided not to do it alone, but I included anyone who had the same desire and cry in their heart. That first year, I went live on Facebook almost every single night during that Advent season, and I lit a candle, and I shared something about the word that that candle represented. And the next year, I decided to change things up a bit, and I only did a live candle lighting on the four Advent Sundays. And I also turned what I had written each night from the year before into a book. And this book is called Hope for the Future, An Advent Journey for Bereaved Parents. Now, this is a very unique book for several reasons. It's exactly what it says. It's an Advent book written specifically for bereaved parents. It can be done in combination with joining a group live where I read that day's entry and light a candle on each Sunday evening. And we're all doing this live together, listening to the reading and being part of it. It acknowledges the deep suffocating grief that accompanies the death of our child. It acknowledges that life will not ever be normal again. And the holidays can be a slap in the face reminder of that fact. And it takes those acknowledgments and wraps them up in the arms of God's hope and peace and joy and love. Now, Advent begins at a different time each year, but it always starts on the fourth Sunday before Christmas. And this year, Advent starts on December 3rd. Each year, many perivers go through this book, reading the entry for each night of Advent on their own. Now, if you want to do this, 
what will you need? Well, you don't have to have your own Advent wreath, but you may find that lighting the Advent candles each evening adds to the depth of the experience. Advent wreaths can be purchased at a lot of different stores, including online, or you can even do an internet search to get a lot of ideas on how you could put one together yourself. If you were to research what color of candles to use for an Advent wreath, you'd find that they're usually purple and pink, but I decided to use colors that made the most sense to me personally based on the word it represents in this unique view of Advent, which will be explained in the readings each week. So for my Advent wreath that goes along with this book, I use green, which to me symbolizes hope, Blue is for peace, a yellow candle is for joy, and a red candle is for love. And then the center candle is a white candle. Now for my Advent wreath, it's a pillar candle. And that one I light on Christmas Day, and there's a reading for that as well. Many stores have the various colors of candles needed. My recommendation is Hobby Lobby if you have one in your area because they do have all the different colors in different sizes. And in each reading you will be instructed which candles to light and when to light them. Now, like I said, you don't have to have an Advent wreath to have this book and to read through it each night through Advent. If you want to know how to join me, you don't have to have the book. I will read the Sunday night's readings, but having the book, you can do the reading each night between the Sunday nights, and it really is helpful. I've had a lot of parents tell me that, how, how thankful they have been for this book to have something to read through the Christmas season. But starting on the first night of Advent, which like I said this year is December the 3rd, that's a Sunday night, and the following Sunday nights through the Advent season, I plan to be live on our Grieving Parents Sharing Hope YouTube channel. And that will also be shared live on the GPS Hope public Facebook page. And what I do is I'll share the reading for that Sunday night and the lighting of the candles for those who want to join me live. I plan on being online starting at 8 p.m. Central Time. Now, for the last few years that I've done this since I started, I've done it at 8.30 Central, but I just feel like that's too late in the evening, especially for those of you who are on the East Coast. So this year, we're going to be doing it at 8 o'clock, and that's Central Time. Now, even if you don't get the book, Hope for the Future, to read each night on your own during Advent, like I said, please join me live on Sunday evenings and let's share this time of year as bereavers, parents who are bereaved of our children together. There is hope for your future and I hope you join me for an Advent journey to show you why the Christmas season is the perfect time to find that hope. If you are interested in getting the book Hope for the Future, an Advent Journey for Bereaved Parents, you can get it anywhere books are sold, including Amazon if you want to order it on Amazon. If you want to get just the ebook version, well, it's a PDF version, you can get that from us for, I believe it's $4.95 from our website. If you go to gpshope.org, slash Advent book. It'll tell you, it'll describe the book. It'll tell you, you know, why, how I started doing this and what was behind it. A few pictures are there. And there's a place where you can order the, the PDF copy of the book, which will be online 
for $4.95. If you'd rather have the paperback book, you can order it from our store or you could get it quicker probably from Amazon or anywhere books are sold. I also just want to remind you about the Grief Cruise. It is going to be in February, the end of February of 2025, and you can find out more about that by going to gpshope.org slash cruise. It's an awesome, awesome thing, and I would love to have you join us, so be sure to go to that webpage to get information on that as well. Let's go to our birthday segment for this week. Hannah Abigail Din was born on November 12th and is forever 21 months old. Joshua Dane Hughes was born on November 15th and is forever 30. Laura Ann was born on November 17th and is forever 15. Timothy Kravitz was born on November 21st and is forever 27. Jessica was born on November 17th and is forever 26. Cord Ramsey Davis was born on November 18th and is forever 24. We celebrate the day these children came into the world. It will always be a special day for these families. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced to the listeners, the week of his or her birthday, I would love to be able to do that for you. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Just fill out the needed information, submit it, and we will add your child to the birthday segment the week of his or her birthday. I want to say thank you again to Peter, Elsa, and Uni Din for sponsoring today's episode in honor and memory of their daughter, Hannah Abigail. You can sponsor a podcast in honor of your child. It's only a $50 donation to GPS Hope. You get to choose the week, and I will read what you want the listeners to know about your precious son or daughter. If you want to do that, just go to gpshope.org, click on Sponsor a podcast episode under the Donate tab, and I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. There are so many other things you could be doing with your evenings. I do not take it lightly that you would consider using your valuable time to join me on Sunday evenings to just hear what God has spoken to me about what Christmas means to us now as bereavers, as bereaved parents and possibly even, you know, taking the time to read a little bit each night from this book. May you be deeply blessed and find a measure of healing as you focus on making this Christmas season one of reflecting on our Savior in the midst of your painful loss. I sincerely pray that in the next few weeks, the Holy Spirit will remind us all that no matter how suffocating the darkness, there is hope for our future. So have hope, H-O-P-E. Hold on, pain eases, because he truly is Emmanuel, God with.